3: That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For just 20 bucks a month, you can get unlimited talk, It's just way more important than you think it is. What Look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You, you want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry Donald Trump's Twitter account. We need to talk about it. We need to talk about inequality and these politicians. And also, we need to laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh at some crazy leftist woman. All that's coming up right now on I'm Right. Let's get honest here for a moment. Donald Trump came out with a tweet this morning. I don't normally cover Donald Trump's tweets, But he came out with a tweet, and it said this, all right? With universal mail-in voting, not absentee voting, which is good, 2020 will be the most inaccurate and fraudulent election in history. It will be a great embarrassment to the USA. Delay the election until people can properly, securely, and safely vote with a bunch of question marks now. Here's what I'm not going to do now, and I'm not ever going to do. I'm not going to completely pick apart a tweet by the President of the United States and tell you why this matters and tell you why that matters, because I don't care. It's clearly something he uses. But I am going to tell you a couple things. One, I like Donald Trump's Twitter account. For the most part, I like the way Donald Trump uses his Twitter account. I enjoy even tweets like this that he clearly doesn't mean, he doesn't even have the authority to delay the election. He clearly doesn't mean it. He clearly is doing this to make people on the left absolutely lose their freaking minds. And no, I would not support delaying the election. That's absurd. I think he thinks it's absurd. Be that as it may. I like it, okay? You probably like it. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But you need to hear me on this. Going into an election, it is important that Donald Trump begin to win back the swing voters he's lost. No, he cannot abandon his base. A politician always has to do that balancing act between how do I appeal to my base while at the same time appearing, you know, more reasonable to the center. It's a very delicate balancing act, so I sympathize. He can't lose the base. Base is already a little hesitant anyway after the coronavirus stuff, police reform stuff, so he can't lose the base, but he must Absolutely must get back some of that squishy middle that doesn't believe in anything and they drive me crazy, but that's another story. I have a nice little neighborhood I live in. Certainly not very uh, uh, high end, but it is a lovely little neighborhood. And I mean, all my neighbors get along. We hang out on the weekends. Hey, how's the kid? Let's throw some horseshoes. Let's play some cornhole. Pass me a beer. How are the kids? You want to send the kids over to swim? That kind of neighborhood. You know, white picket fence stuff. And almost all of my neighbors are Republican-ish. But hardly any, hardly any of them are hardcore. They're middle-of-the-road people. Not a single one of my neighbors likes Donald Trump's tweets. They hate them. When we bring up politics, which doesn't happen often, but, you know, because of what I do and I'm so intelligent, they bring it up to me. They don't like it. Not even a little bit. I think he has to be conscious of that going into the election. I'm not, look, I'm not one to tell Donald Trump how to campaign. He's run for office once and he's president of the United States of America. I think stuff like that is one, horribly off message and two, not appealing to anybody who he needs to appeal to right now. And remember this and stop sending me emails yelling at me about saying this. I'm not your mommy. I'm your daddy. I tell you how it really is. Donald Trump is in trouble. You had better work hard for him in November. You had better work hard for him starting now. Do whatever you can. Don't you dare sit back and do that thing I hear so often. "All oh, the bulls are lies. Donald Trump's gonna win by 80. Don't be a moron. That's not true. We are, we are in mortal danger of having that no brain having Joe Biden as the commander in chief of the president of the United States of America. Donald Trump is in trouble. You better act accordingly. Now, just had to get that off my chest. I have something else I need to get off my chest. As you all remember, I have been heavily anti-lockdown from the very beginning. I'm not going to go into all that now. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to rehash that today. But as part of being one of the only people nationally who was anti-lockdown from the beginning, I get emails all the time. People email me. People email me their stories about how they lost their job, lost their business. And what I was amazed by were how many people have emailed me throughout this coronavirus pandemic with some of the most heartbreaking things you've ever heard in your entire life. And I don't even have a heart. And it was sad. And I mean, we're talking about stories like my son just died. We're not allowed to have a funeral for him. My wife of 57 years died. I was not allowed to be by her side when she passed away. There are story after story after story in my email inbox of people who were denied these things because coronavirus was going to kill us all. And it was awful, awful to read that that's what we did to the American people. We denied them the mourning process. But maybe you can make the argument, okay, well, well, it's an extreme situation. There's a deadly virus out there. I'm sorry you had to miss the wife, but there's a deadly virus out there. Okay, maybe I would have accepted that, maybe. Here's a picture from John Lewis's funeral today. I want you to just stop right now and look at it. Don't, turn, don't take it off the screen yet, Mr. Producer. I want everybody to sit and look at that funeral. While you're looking at that, I want you to think about this. People haven't buried the people that mean the most to them across this nation. I want you to think about the fact that across the nation, your children are being told they can't go back to school. And as such, so many mothers are being told they can't go back to work. Now, put the picture back up. I want the picture back up. I want you to sit and think about every single bar and restaurant that is either closed permanently or is about to close because customers cannot be too close together because coronavirus is so important. I want you to think about the pastor who was placed in handcuffs for holding a church service. I want you to think about the man who was arrested paddle boarding in the middle of the ocean. I want you to think about all that as you look at that picture and breathe that in that Is not only his funeral from today that is like this fifth funeral already the guys had 10 different memorials across the country now i'm not against john lewis i don't care about john lewis i didn't know the man means nothing to me all right you can take the picture down but if joe schmo if you and i if we don't get to mourn mom dad wife if i have to lose my small business Because, well, with nobody, with social distancing, well, we can't get too close together. Then don't you dare tell me that John Lewis gets 9,000 funerals. Because if you're telling me that, then I'm left with only two different conclusions. One, coronavirus wasn't that serious, and you know it, and you lied to me all along. Or two, you don't care if people die. There's not a third possible solution. It's one of those two. And I don't think these people grasp at all, at all, what is happening right now with the American people. There is a bubbling anger underneath the surface about crap like this, and they just do it like there's no consequences at all. Well, let me tell you politicians something. Consequences come. The bill comes due. Sometimes it comes a little late, but it comes. I'll be shocked if there aren't some people voted out of office in November. Shocked. And if there aren't people voted out of office for this kind of crap in November, you know what? Then we deserve it. If we aren't mad enough about things like that to throw these scumbags out of office, we deserve what we're going to get. I don't have a better way to put it to you than that. While you think about that funeral, I want you to listen to the statement from Michigan Governor Whitmer. Tonight... After an uptick of COVID-19 cases due to social gatherings, I amended Michigan's safe start order and issued revised workplace safeguards. As of July 31st, statewide indoor gatherings will be limited to 10 people in bar and bars will be closed for indoor service across the state. That was today. That was the same day John Lewis has his 97th funeral service with everybody packed there into pews. Former Presidents Bush, Obama up there giving fancy speeches. John Lewis did, John Lewis that. Trump did this, Trump did that. Of course, it's a big political thing. If that doesn't disgust you, you need to check your pulse. This whole thing disgusts me. But there are still some good people out there. South Dakota, Governor.
4: Well, the science is clear. Uh, Our kids need to be in school. It's better for them. We've got a lot of kids that haven't checked in since this virus hit. It's really our most vulnerable population that needs to be back in those classrooms. Well, for us, our kids are going back to school on time we've had great definitely they will definitely be in the classroom Uh, we have proven that distance learning is not as effective as being in the classroom we think that kids have only achieved about 70 percent of the learning that they could have had they been in school and then also we have a lot of kids that don't have A stable home environment, they don't have parents that are really being responsible to make sure that they're learning, those are the kids that are getting hurt the most. And in South Dakota, in some districts, it's up to 30% of the children. Mm. So they need to be there in the classroom where these teachers and administrators can see how they're doing, look at them, give them a hot meal, uh, make sure that we're taking care of them, and then make sure that every single child at this important time in their life, that they have the opportunity to learn so they can be successful for the rest of their life.
3: Good for her. At least there are some good people out there. Maybe she ought to run for president. Lastly, and I don't want us to come off like some nutball conspiracy theorist here. Believe me, I don't. Are you a little weirded out with this newfound opposition to this drug doctors have said treats coronavirus? And look, don't take my word for it. Listen to all these doctors.
0: Every patient I prescribed it to has been very, very ill, and within eight to 12 hours, they were basically symptom-free. And so, wow. clinically, I am seeing a resolution. That mirrors what we saw in the French study and some of the other studies worldwide. We looked at the data that was the bench data. It started at CDC on SARS, whether hydroxychloroquine could inhibit it. Then we looked at hearing what was going on around the world. And after the test tube confirmation, We found there's a French study and then also a Chinese study and several anecdotal reports that this is an effective drug and frankly it's our only option. And I'm here to report that as of this morning, about 5 o'clock this morning, a well-controlled peer-reviewed study carried out by the most eminent infectious disease specialist in the world, Didier Raoult, MD, PhD, out of the south of France. In which he enrolled forty patients, again, a well controlled peer reviewed study that showed a one hundred percent cure rate, right, cure rate against coronavirus.
3: Okay, I'm not a doctor. That sounds pretty good to me, but I understand doctors have a difference of opinion. Those are all men of, you know, big, fancy degrees and lots of accomplishment. So let me ask you something. Why are we not allowed to talk about it anymore? And when I say not allowed to talk about it, I mean if you put up a video on social media praising that drug, your account will be banned and the video will be taken down. The drug itself has been banned in the state of Ohio. What's the explanation for that? What possible Explanation could there be for that? Even if you're not one of the people who believe in that drug, some doctors believe in it, some don't. We're now silencing any medical voice that disagrees with who? And that's my question in all this. Who? Who has decided in all their wisdom that all these doctors are wrong and they must be silenced? If that doesn't creep you out, whew, I don't know what to tell you it creeps me out. Something's going on. We're gonna dig into it. All of that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Now, I don't know that I've ever been as excited to talk about a company as I am at this exact moment right now. Let us talk about Vault Pro for a minute. You see, Vault Pro, they make not only safes, they make storm shelters They make walk-in vaults. And they they make things where you can put air conditioners in them. You can put gun racks in them. You can put bunk beds in them. And you're not just limited to the ones they have. They have all kinds of sizes and price ranges, by the way. You're not just limited to those. They'll custom build you one. And this company is veteran-owned and made in America. I don't know about you. I am tired. I am sick and tired of sending my money overseas these things sound freaking awesome go to vaultprousa.com that's vaultprousa.com just go there just check out what they have and get ready cuz you might drool a little bit vaultprousa.com we'll be back we need to address one more tweet Because it has everybody throwing around that word that everyone loves to throw around today. Racism. Here's what the president had to say. Quote, I'm happy to inform all the people living in their suburban lifestyle dream that you, you will no longer be bothered or I think he meant or financially hurt by having low income housing built in your neighborhood. Your housing prices will go up based on the market and crime will go down. I have rescinded the Obama-Biden-AFFH rule. Enjoy, end quote. And of course, the word was thrown around racism after that. It's racism, it's racism, it's racism, it's racism. What? What is that supposed to mean? So low-income housing means only black people? Is that what that means? You know what people are uncomfortable with on the left? And increasingly on the right, I shouldn't just indict the left standards. People hate, hate standards unless it's something they care about. You see anybody mad about this? Anybody mad about rescinding a rule like that? You know who that person is? That's either a person who doesn't live in a nice neighborhood or a person where they, that lives in a neighborhood where there's no danger of these people moving in. You think everybody should be welcome in that neighborhood? They should, build, they should build housing projects right in the middle of that neighborhood. Everyone should be there. What are you, racist? Are you somebody who's a racist? Oh, what, they're going to build it in my neighborhood? Oh, no, that won't get... Honey, let's write a letter to the HOA. They can't do that. That's what I despise about leftists, and that's what I despise in general about people crying about standards. People cry about standards all over the place. Now, why do you think our military is rotting from the inside out? Oh, no, no. We, we can have women in the infantry. Women can do anything men can do. Oh, gosh. They're a lot physically weaker. You know what? That's, uh, uh, they don't have to do as many pull-ups. Oh, you know what? Just, just carry her pack four. We got to get her through. Why? Have standards for the things you care about and allow other people to have standards for the things they care about. I don't want low-income housing in my neighborhood. I don't want my home value to go down. I don't want my kids to get their stuff stolen out of the yard. That's not being mean. And it's certainly not being racist, who even mentioned a race in any of that. People move away from low-income neighborhoods, not based on race, They move away from low income neighborhoods the second they get enough money to do so. All of them, of every color, white people, black people, and everybody else. If you're poor and stuck in a black neighborhood, or I'm sorry, if you're poor and stuck in a poor, if you're black and stuck in a poor neighborhood, there we go, the first thing you do, the first thing you do when you make money is you move out of town. And believe me, I know, I didn't grow up with money. The first thing you do when you get any of it is you get out of the bad neighborhoods. That's not racism. That's human nature. Everybody of every color wants better schools for their kids, cleaner roads for their kids, less, less crime in the neighborhood. Why is this controversial at all? And speaking of Obama, since it was Obama's rule, I love this part. You know they luxuriate in a multi-million dollar mansion on the coast? How much low-income housing has been put around there? I'd love to see the figures on that. Why don't we use the word racism a little bit less often in this country? How about a lot less often? That way it gets back to having some meaning. Of course, Al Sharpton had to come out there. The
2: white suburban is not there. And those that are there are not in the spirit of what he's talking about but we're in the era of gentrification mr. president where the white suburban is not the white suburban anymore but his appeal shows a consistency back to the 1970s when he and his father were sued by the federal government for housing discrimination he has made a business and political career out of they are going to ruin your neighborhood i will keep them out of your neighborhood i will protect you from the blacks
3: is there anything more tiresome than that guy joe biden has a great plan though here's joe biden my housing plan will give a fifteen thousand dollar tax credit for first-time homebuyers expand affordable housing and reverse president trump's effort to gut fair housing enforcement We're going to remove the barriers to home ownership that hold back too many Americans of color. Mm -hmm. Again, I ask, I hate to keep bringing this up. How many housing projects, how much low income housing is going to be built right next door to Joe Biden's house? Like I've always said, don't tell me what you believe. Show me what you believe. All right. We need to talk about something you're going to have to start acknowledging. I'm going through it myself. I'm used to crime being somebody holding someone up on the street. That's what I'm used to. That's what I know crime as. the stuff you see in the movies. We have to accept, you and I both, crime is online now. And they can do severe damage, more financial damage online than anybody could do with a thousand guns holding you up for your wallet. Home title theft is tearing through this country. The FBI is gravely concerned about it. They are getting people evicted from their homes, and it could happen to you if you don't have HometitleLock.com. Go to HometitleLock.com and make sure you sign up. Unless you sign up for that, your home title is dangling out there online, waiting for somebody to steal it, get your signature on it, get a loan out against it that you have to pay back. Or you get evicted. Hometitlelock.com. Use the promo code Jesse. Get yourself thirty free days. We'll be back. Joining me now is Buck Sexton from the nationally famous Buck Sexton Show, which you can of course catch right here on the first. Where else would you catch it, Buck? Before we get going, I have to say I totally respect the fact. You're bringing back the T-shirt with the pocket in it. Completely underrated. I always keep little things like little candies or gummies or something like that in the pocket. And people have, for some reason, removed that from T-shirts. I'll never understand it.
0: Absolutely. You keep a little stick of gum right there. You know, all kinds of utility. I'm all about utility and function. I mean, am I going to bring back the fanny pack? Maybe.
3: Ooh. Ooh, or maybe we just go all in. My grandpa used to have these and just go full pocket protector with the glasses and then like a bunch of pieces of paper falling out of it. I say we go, you know what? I'm all in on the pocket. Let's not get distracted on that right now, Buck. What I am distracted about is that we have the 95th funeral today for John Lewis. John Lewis, the civil rights leader, the congressman who died. This is not about John Lewis. I don't care. What I do care about is that my email inbox has been full now for months of people who you could tell crying as they wrote the email as their wife died in the hospital and they weren't allowed to be by them. As their father died and they still haven't had a funeral. One guy wrote me this morning, his son, God forbid, his son just passed away and they're not allowed to have a funeral for him. And here we are, we're lectured by everybody under the sun how coronavirus is gonna kill everybody. And John Lewis has his fiftieth funeral.
0: Yeah, man. The, the the central organizing principle of the Democrat Party and the political left today is is hypocrisy, uh, it, hypocrisy in pursuit of power. And you're seeing this during the COVID nineteen pandemic in ways that are just it, it's it's inescapable, it's unavoidable. I mean, whether we're talking about the silence not just from politicians, but the and and the media, of course, but the medical community insofar as it's doctors that like to be on MSNBC and CNN who were quiet during the uh, massive protests when the pandemic was still the concern and when they still had lockdowns that didn't allow for funerals, as you brought up. But some funerals are important enough. You know, some events are important enough. And it's just determined by the whim of politicians and the media. I- I'm, Jesse, I'm, I'm in mourning, in a sense, for, America, for an America where people care about their rights and their constitutional Liberties, because I, I think there's not nearly enough pushback and outrage over this. and it has it, we, we have given up our liberties even more cheaply than I thought. As long as the Netflix is still on and the, you know pizza delivery services are still going, it's like Americans don't care.
3: Well, I agree and I disagree because, I've been disgusted by how easily we just gave this stuff up, but I get this sense, and maybe I'm wrong, that there is this bubbling anger underneath the surface. And to be honest with you, I'm actually a little bit concerned about how that eventually comes out. I'm not sure it comes out only politically. There are so many people who feel like we are living in a post-law America where the politicians are set to this standard, held to this standard, and everyone else is held to something else, and people seem furious, dude.
0: We have had a, a pandemic lockdown here that, if you, I mean, when you really look at the numbers, Jesse... This is a disease that, as you and I both know, but I think it's important for the audience to hear it because they don't hear it nearly enough. This is a disease that is very dangerous for senior citizens and entirely manageable for everyone else, senior citizens and people with certain medical conditions, but really senior citizens. And yet we act, and you're seeing this now in Texas. Remember in the early days, New York was the the center of the storm, And other parts of the country were like, oh, well, I guess maybe it's New York and the subway and now Texas and Florida and, well, California once again, Arizona, these other states are in the midst of the spike in cases. But the death numbers aren't anywhere near what they were in New York and New Jersey. And that somehow is just that that's just left out of the the national media conversation on all of this while they're still telling us. That if only we wore masks, and now goggles, I don't know if you heard that from Fauci, maybe goggles too, (laughs) if only we did what they said, like good little boys and girls, we'd be okay. It's nonsense.
3: Yes, and and by the way, not to bring up an uncomfortable subject, and Lord knows I'm about 30 pounds heavier than I was in my younger days, why aren't we talking about fatness? Why aren't we talking about fatness? Everybody, every single doctor I've heard talk about this has talked about the fact if you are overweight... If you're under 75, basically, the only way you're at risk is if you are severely overweight or have some other underlying condition. And nobody talks about the fact that America's too fat. Why isn't that the most basic medical solution? Instead, they're busy blocking the other one that apparently actually works.
0: Well, you know, there's also the increase in collective adipose tissue, if we want to put it gently, for Americans, because of the lockdown, My, myself included. I mean, I, I haven't gained that much weight, but I've gained substantial weight. And I know everybody else out there who relied on an active lifestyle and going to the gym to maintain a certain weight. You know, that has real health implications. And in fact, the biggest health challenges as a society that we face are related to diseases of lifestyle, which are obesity and di- you know diabetes, heart disease. These are lifestyle uh, lifestyle pushed diseases. And it's true of COVID-19 as well. The biggest underlying condition is diabetes. But as we know, diabetes is often very closely related to type 2 diabetes, related to obesity and diet. So no one wants to talk about any of that, Jesse, because remember, we're all just supposed to be terrified. Do whatever the media and the Democrats tell us, and a fair amount of Republicans too. You know, shut up. Don't ask any questions. It's over when we say it's over. That's, what the, that's the, new, the new reality we live in, And I mean, I hope you're right that there's anger bubbling under the surface. I certainly—it's not reflected in the polls I see. You know, Biden ahead. I mean, we're we're voting from the guy. We're we're voting for a guy who is is an empty shell, and we all know it, right? That's what we're supposed to do. How much anger can there be when he's even a serious contender, though? I think the anger is just all being reflected on Trump,
3: Buck. Why is it being reflected on Trump? Not from your perspective or mine, but from, you know, those swing voters who voted for Obama and then voted for Trump. They're clearly not going his way right now. What specifically do you think they're mad about? Are they mad about the coronavirus response? Are they mad about the Black Lives Matter stuff? What are they mad? What's their problem?
0: I think you have the distillation of this issue uh, or the distillation of this political moment in, in the most basic terms that we all know, are you better off now than you were four years ago? And for people that are swing voters, they're just going to say, look, the same way that a president gets more credit for a good economy and a bad economy than that president deserves, we both know that, that's just the truth, um, there's going to be more blame for a country that is in an economic uh, downturn, still has a pandemic, a lot of fear, a lot of misery out there. Uh, There's going to be more blame for the guy in charge than is fair because that's just the way that people that are voting... In the moment, I think are going to see it, and that's why I've been saying the Democrat campaign is make America miserable again. I mean, they—it's very clear with the school closings and these other things that are being done—that they just know now the whole game is to keep it as shut down as possible until November. You and I have seen this for months coming, but now it's here. It's playing out exactly as we thought, and they still want to—they still want to lecture people on how wear a mask. Oh, okay, that's going to fix everything. I'm so glad,
3: Buck. Uh, in general, a swing voter. I've never understood these people. So as best you can, I need you to psychologize somebody who voted for Barack Obama once, and then bro- voted for Barack Obama a second time, and then turned around and voted for Donald Trump. But pandemic and economy aside, what does that person go off of when they go in the polls? Is it, is it a personality contest? Is it he reminds me of my dad? I, that person has always confused me. What are they?
0: A very good question from the from the data that I've seen, such as politics can even, you know, really have what you'd call data or social science behind it. But from what I've seen, what motivates uh, swing voters, independent voters is how does casting that vote that day make them feel? Do they feel like they're doing the right thing? Now, you'd say, well, that's not really much of an answer. Exactly, because it could be what they saw, you know, the day before in a commercial about how Trump doesn't care about people dying from coronavirus. Or it could be that they've just seen that you know there's an, an increase in, in hiring in their in their industry in their area, right? I mean, you, you just I think it's really tough to know, but the broad perception issues, the economy, healthcare, that's very much trend and and momentum based. So how does it feel like the country is going right now? And it's going to be tough for Donald Trump to make the case that while he's in charge, if things are going badly. Um, that he's not the guy to blame and that's all democrats are counting on joe biden's a joke i mean it's the whole thing is like it's just like a nightmare we're all being put through Uh, but that's where that's where i see this going it's crazy man
3: you know buck yes it is a joke and i find it very difficult to believe that that human being is about to be president of the united states let's hope he's not but if he is if i can look on the bright side of things i just want you to take a moment and think about how much fun we're going to have doing our shows For the next four years as that guy bumbles around basic press conferences and trips over his own tongue on the way in. Buck Sexton of the Buck Sexton Show. Thank you, my friend. Good to see you, buddy. See you, bud. Now, you know federal laws may expose your information online, not someone else's, yours. Do you know how much of your information's online? I bet you do not. There's a lot of it. We're talking about criminal records. Maybe some gun purchase records. Online dating profiles. Have you done any of that? There is a mountain of information on you out there online because the internet has become a data collection center. You had better find out what information on you is out there and you'd better find out quickly so you can get it scrubbed whatever you don't want. So go to GetTheTruthNow.com. That's GetTheTruthNow.com. Put in your name. You will be shocked to find out what you find out. GetTheTruthNow.com. Go make sure your reputation's protected. We'll be back. Joining me now, host of This Is My Show with Drew Berquist. Drew... First and foremost, I have to be honest, I'm a little weirded out by all this hydroxychloroquine. I can't say the word, but you know what I'm talking about. The medication thing, and this is why I'm weirded out. Doctors everywhere have said they're they're using it to treat coronavirus patients. Okay, that's fine. I'm not a doctor. They say that. That's fine. Then we've just all of a sudden decided they're not allowed to say that anymore. Not only are they not allowed to do it in places like Ohio, If you even put up a video talking about it, you'll be banned from social media. I try not to be tinfoil on my head guy. I'm weirded out.
2: Yeah. No, absolutely. And and I think you should be. I mean, look, we've heard this. You you hear folks on, on either extreme talking about a number of issues. Hydroxychloroquine has been one of them that has been super, super divisive. And you've seen and heard all of these stories from legitimate people. Like there's some stories out there this week. Oh, those, those were made up doctors who don't really have experience. Like, no, no, no. Like, first of all, the ones that were there, someone put out a list of their creds. They were phenomenal. Um, you know, like these are real doctors, but beyond those people who were, who were giving that presentation, there are tons of people everywhere who have talked about its effectiveness. And, you know, some folks on, on the far right have, have made, have added some, you know, parts of the story that i think do make you feel like it's conspiracy maybe it is i don't know We feel if any of us had the answers you know we'd, we'd probably be doing something different but like the bottom line is is what confuses me about it is okay if this is an effective treatment that has worked why on earth would we not do it like i wish i could have had some hydroxychloroquine pills like what i mean where where were they like But there can be multiple solutions maybe this works, maybe this works maybe it works better for different types of people but why the heck we're not trying it and you're now being shadow banned for it all it does is lead more to these people over here's statements that they've made before that something is up there's something weird going on
3: is something up? Uh, honestly Drew, this is a thought that crossed my mind I'm not trying to go full nutball here but we might as well just get it out there I feel like Let's this is, one, obviously part of the election. I, I genuinely think the Democratic Party and the media, which are they're one and the same, I genuinely think they yep. want coronavirus to murder as many people as humanly possible between now and November because they think it makes Trump look bad. And two, yep. and this is where we get into the conspiracy theory part of it, I think... There are a lot of people who stand to make a lot of money off of vaccines for this whole thing, and I'm not some anti-vaccine guy, but I feel like there are a lot of people who are highly invested in only using a vaccine and nothing else to treat coronavirus, and it creeps me out.
2: Yeah. No, I I, I think you, you painted the picture just exactly of what it is there. And if it's not, look, everything that we're seeing and hearing points to exactly what you just said. And if that is not the case then provide you know substantive reasoning and and you know some sort of statement as to why that's not the case all everyone has said is, no 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 no. we just don't we don't think hydroxychloroquine anyone who says that it's a a good drug and helps is is a liar but there's never any and and here's some scientific data and here's some other data like there's never anything that tears down what you just said there's like that just hasn't we haven't seen or heard that so i i, I think that you're spot on i think that that is what we're seeing. There's something going on behind the scenes and there's a reason. And obviously the election is front and center. That is a huge part of it because the Dems do want as many people to be sick. They want the numbers high. They want the deaths high. They want all of that because chaos makes it seem like, oh, you need big bad government to come in and fix this and, and Trump hasn't been doing it. Let us be the ones to do it. No, that's stupid. Um, but but we, we need answers on this because this is, this is something that could help. And again, there's other countries you can go and just get this stuff over the counter. But here, it's, it's, it has to be prescribed, and if you talk about it, you're now in Twitter jail or you're banned and, and you're an awful person.
3: Drew, the China thing, it, it intrigues me greatly because we are clearly in a combative relationship with China, at the same time, we're not in a combative relationship with China. What I mean by that is obviously they, they, they sent us a virus, we're mad about it, it's killing people, we're spending a ton of money, we're doing all these threats, we're talking about tariffs. And yesterday, they promptly bought a record amount of corn from the United States of America. And we have American companies who are entirely beholden to China. Honestly, this is the most bizarre country-to-country relationship I've ever heard of in my life.
2: It is. It is. Uh, it, I mean, it, we're, we're essentially in a Cold War, different country with China. We don't like each other. We're very adversarial. They want to be better than us. You know they want they they steal our plans on everything. They want to do what we do. They want to get better at, at what we do than us. Um, you know they're very very active in in the intel community in terms of their espionage efforts. Uh, they're they're I mean they're everywhere. They have penetrated everything. I mean look at the NBA. The NBA the NBA can't even slam them for using slave labor there because they own them so much. Like you I mean so they they are everywhere. They own Hollywood. And we push back, but at the same time, there's this reliance on them. It, it, it's, it's a strange thing, I agree. I don't, I don't know the best way out of it um, because you can't just completely cut them off unless you're willing to, to go with, with the consequences that come with that. So it, it is, it's, a, it's an odd relationship. When you've got, when you've got a, a consulate burning files, which is what we do when we shut down mm. a station or a consulate, uh, you know, right here, right there, you know, in, in your home state of Texas, it's just a weird, it's a weird deal.
3: Isn't that, uh, by the way, I've been meaning to ask you about that because for those who don't know, he was one of these Jason Bourne CIA types over there doing like super secret stuff. Isn't that the norm though is when you close a consulate or forced to close one, you burn some stuff?
2: Well, yes and no. So, uh, you know, if, if, if it's kind of like a phased drawdown, then yes you're doing some shredding of docs you're doing you know all the, all your classified you're supposed to always be but no one does uh, supposed to always be shredding classified and not have more than i forget the the amount but you're not supposed to have much on your desk or, or in your space in the first place because that's obviously reckless and, and someone else could could come by grab it see it whatever but you know there is some destruction and like we've talked about closing down a base for example in Afghanistan and i always think that this is kind of funny and 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 reckless like all right we're moving on from that base we're going to use a bunch of explosives and just destroy the whole thing it's like well we could still here. we've got afghan partners working with we could let them have it and then if we need to use it again Hold we up. can come back in So there's extremes, but when you go to the extreme of shredding and burning everything, that's like an emergency close down. Like, hey, they have breached the walls. We're going to start getting some of you out of here on helicopters, which I'm not saying that part of it happened in in Houston, but we're going to start getting some of you out of here on helicopters. You people stay here and burn everything and you might die. Like, like that's like, you, you do those types of emergency measures when the worst has happened.
3: I need you to shoot me straight and you don't have to be detailed. I don't want anybody to come get you. Did you ever do anything really cool with helicopters?
2: I mean, like I've r- fast-roped out of them. Like I've had one go down in like a weird cornfield. Um Oh, that's but, sweet. Well, I mean, you were on it? Yeah. It was actually my first ever ride. My first ever trip. <laughs> I was I was it was just me and a bunch of 10th Mountain guys who all looked at me strange because I had better gear and a big beard, and I was going to meet my team, and we made this hard landing in this cow... It like, I, I was like, a, I don't know, a cornfield tall... Whatever it was. Um, you know, and then people started surrounding it, and they, they brought us another bird we got out of there. But it was, it was... It's like, oh, okay. So we're just... We're diving right in. Like, we're just ripping the Band-Aid off. We're here. Let's go. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: All right. On the consulate closures, one last thing. Does it actually yeah. do anything, Drew? Like, does it mess up China's... Some some kind of operation they have going? Or is it purely symbolic? We're going to close one of yours, of course. Of course, they turned around and made us close one of ours. But don't you just shift an operation to a different consulate? Does it actually accomplish something?
2: No, I don't. I mean, I, I can't say with certainty, but I, I don't think so. I mean, again, they have... Uh, th- both them and and Russia are are very aggressive with their their intelligence collection... And, and you know all the different, you know China in particular, doing more of the cyber stuff and some of the corporate stuff. They're very aggressive. So it's not like they had all their eggs in one basket in Houston. Like obviously, that's a big energy sector and the, but like they've got they've got their hands everywhere. There was certainly a plan for this. And even if there wasn't a plan like, hey, uh, we're gonna close this down and 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 make a big show out of it, and then transition here. Even if they had to do it in more so of an emergency, they're still fine because they've got so much else going on here and and all over the world that the, it's not it's not a big deal. I think I think a lot of it is showmanship. It's it's just political gamesmanship.
3: Drew Berkwist, host of This Is My Show, with Drew Berkwist. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for having me. Coming up. We have an amazing video for you. I watched it five times. Each time I laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed because there is nothing funnier than leftists losing their mind. Hang on. You must take time out of your day to laugh at leftists. You know why? What else can we do? What else can we do about these psychos? I want you to look at this lady, this crazy person from Portland. (laughs) Just, you know what? Just enjoy. I'm
1: so tired of this! I am so tired! I'm sleep deprived because I'm a single mom and I work full time and I have to come and spend my nights with you! Because I can't stand in my own streets and say Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. That's why we're here. We're not here because of some building. We don't care about the building. We don't care about your stupid fence. We care about Black Lives. And I'm a mom, and I heard George when he called out Mama. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. Because George called out my kids love me and I want to go home to them. But they agree that this is important. And it's not about some white ladies. It's not about me. It's about Black Lives Matter. There are so many amazing black women who have been doing this fight for years and I showed up late. I'm so tardy to this party, but I'm making up for it because I'm so angry. So angry. And black, black people are allowed to be angry and who cares if somebody graffitis on this stupid building? We're
3: talking about human laugh. I know. It's fantastic. These people were insane. But it's fantastic. I'll see you tomorrow. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home. But just time Dot org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to its programs. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse.